0: Hey, everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli, the queen of Maine, and you know what? I got my own podcast. Yeah, does everyone have one? Pretty much, but mine's different because I'm going to help you like I help myself. Get Stuffed with Lisa Lampanelli every week is going to teach you how to have the fabulous life that I have. If you don't listen, you're just stupid and don't want to help yourself, so don't even listen. I don't even want you to. But if you do, if you disobey my orders and listen, you can go to feralaudio.com or download it from iTunes. But again, don't listen. I don't even care. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage, the new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. My name is Robert Patrick. I play Gary Tyson. That's Gary Tyson with an eye in the film Last Rampage. Evil broke loose in 1978. Arizona State Penitentiary. You know, that was interesting. What, what what it was like playing a real person as opposed to a, a fictional character. It was really trying to wrap your head around how this guy could do some of the things that he could do. That was the the things that you were drawn on. Of course, I, I, there was no way you're going to try to do an impersonation of a guy, nor was I going to try to, you know, get as heavy as the guy. Uh, I didn't have enough time to really go that route. But, I, I, you know, I found him really, really interested in trying to live up to the charisma that he had. I fell in love with the folklore of the story, like there, you know, the the whole idea that he was a guy that was raised uh, during the Great Depression. See that from a historical point of view, those kind of stories resonate with me. That yearning for something better, trying to find it, have to steal to get it. How do you deal with that if you're a religious person? You know, how do you run underneath that? How do you justify it? He had a double life. Sentence that he began to push his wife and his kids to say, "God, you know, I'm going to serve one term, and when I die, I'm going to serve another term in hell. Uh, I got to get out of this." And and the the the, the link that he was willing to uh, uh, go to to get his kids to help him get through this and get him out of prison was it was fascinating to me. Don't miss Last Rampage: The True Story of the Prison Break of Gary Tyson in theaters September 22nd, and available for on-demand pre-order August 22nd. Find out more on Twitter by following at LastRampageFilm, or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm.
1: Feral Audio. Hey, welcome to the X-Files Files, uh, our guest today, for the first time ever on this show, Claudia O'Doherty.
2: Hello. Yes. How are you, Claudia? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello.
2: Thank you. <laughs> but, what's the question? <laughs> no
1: question <laughs> Hello, thank you, good. <laughs> those are the first three words.
2: Those are all true things.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hello. It's true. <laughs>
2: yeah. Thank you and good. I'm very, I'm very grateful to be here, and I feel good about it.
1: Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so Claudia, we're friends. Mm. We're comedians. Yeah. We met in um, Edinburgh when we, when I did the festival. Yes. For Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Was
2: that 2010 12. or 2012? 2012. 2012. I told Dustin, you're sound recorders <laughs> uh, that it was 2010 he's a I recordsman lying it was 2012 yeah yeah
1: and um you're from australia mm-hmm. but you live there yes not in edinburgh but somewhere in the uk london london
2: yeah but i then i moved here to la like two months ago yeah yeah
1: um and you're a you're an x-files fan from back Back in the day.
2: Yeah, but I think I might be like the worst kind of X-Files fan because I jumped aboard at the peak time. That's okay, you were a child. And then I jumped off.
1: But it burned bright when it did because you have a story.
2: I was there when it was burning so, so bright. Yeah. So I started high school in 1996 and it was like, I'd liked the Beatles before that. I loved, that was like the one thing I liked was the Beatles. The Beatles? Beatles? The Beatles.
1: That's what you picked?
2: And uh, then I went to high school and I was like, okay, new friends got to like new stuff. And I made this like one, I had, look, I had lots of friends, but I had this one friend (laughs) and the only like, the only thing we had in common was that we both liked The Uh X-Files. And I think I kind of just thought, well, if I'm going to be a cool teenager, I've got to like a new thing.
1: Sure. This is very sort of sociopathic and calculated.
2: Yeah. No, but I truly did love The X-Files. Yes. And also I felt very strongly about the relationship between <laughs> Mulder and Scully. You
1: wanted them to... Yeah,
2: I was a, sh- a shipper. That's right. Yeah? Yeah. But I didn't know that term. Right. Until like towards the end when I started to f- think maybe this was weird.
1: You knew the term shipper while the show was on and you were watching I it? I
2: think people I think people were like using that word because like there was so much like media about the will they won't they stuff. Like there was that Rolling Stone cover. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, yes. And like I found that like so so thrilling!
1: It's great. <laughs> it's a great day when you find that.
2: <laughs> we yeah. have in naked bed together. Yeah, very erotic. Finally, very yeah. sexual I mean, sexual.
1: we have missed the best part because it seems like they're post whatever they were yes. doing there.
2: I mean, ideally it would be mid.
1: Yes, coitus. Coitus. Yeah, it
2: would be very graphic. Ideally, just photo. a really
1: graphic Rolling Stone cover. Mm. That's that's best. Yeah. This is a good close second.
2: Do you think she would? She would have to be on top because she's so much. Well, she wouldn't have to, but I feel. Well, like Well, he would,
1: would be. probably pitch something, and she's she would be like, "That's crazy." <laughs> yeah, she and like, then at the end, she's like, "All right, and let's you'd do like, it."
2: Just believe in this. Yeah. I have a good feeling. This is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and so... uh, Was it
1: big there? I assume it was huge. It was
2: so big in Australia. But it still wasn't, like, a cool thing to like. So I had, like, probably been watching it with my my family and just enjoying great stories, great television. And then I (laughs) started high school and I became friends with this girl and it was all we talked about. And I took down all my Beatles posters and I put up Just X-Files posters. Oh,
1: so you were always like, it's going to be one thing. People like one thing.
2: Yeah, and I was like, my thing is the X File. Yeah,
1: human beings aren't complicated. They're all defined by one thing the one one thing thing they like.
2: Exactly. And we, and it was like, it it felt like a lot of people felt that way in Australia because Gillian Anderson came to Australia and she did public appearances in shopping centers.
1: Really? Yes.
2: And there were, and the shopping center was overwhelmed. The one that I went to. So you
1: went to this. I went to one. I made my mom
2: drive us to. Uh, the Sutherland Shire.
1: You and your friend that are both defined by your love of the Xs. Yes. And I think moment. my
2: little sister came too, who like was a casual <laughs> Yeah. <fan. laughs> so you guys and drove
1: up to this shopping she mall? She would have
2: been about 10 years old. And it was an hour's drive. And it was, you know, it was like, I think we went at like 10 in the morning. But we knew that that was nowhere near early enough. Because no. you had to get there at like 5 in the morning if you wanted to get the special ticket to go onto the stage to meet. Agent Scully. Yeah,
1: you get to talk to her.
2: And we were like, should we... We asked my mom, and she was just like, of course, no. (laughs) (laughs) 5 a.m. is a bad idea. (laughs) It's not going to happen. But she did drive us an hour, and then she stood with us in the throng of, I think it was 10,000 people. Okay, it showed up. 10,000 people. So it was in what, you know, like one of those central atriums of a shopping center where all the escalators go down. Yes. And she was down in the center, and then every tier of the shopping center... Was full of fans.
1: Oh, just they just wanted to look at her.
2: Everyone wanted to just. It was like, but it was like she was the Beatles. It was. Oh
1: my god. Yeah, yeah. it was
2: my own Beatlemania. mania, yeah. except it was for an actress named Gillian Anderson, who was probably quite baffled by what was going on.
1: But that's you just picked phenomenons. That was what you. Yeah, will, but you loved. it felt like Beatles, a- X Files. <laughs>
2: But liking the Beatles in in the nineties felt Not like cool. a very uncool, very alternative choice. Yes, like I would talk to other kids. I'd be like, "Do you like? Do you, have you heard of the Beatles?" And they would say, "No." Yeah. So I felt like a real rebel. Yeah. But then with the X Files, it was like, wow, it was an, a really true and interesting experience to like something that other people did like at that at moment, at that
1: time. Yeah.
2: But then suddenly, I don't know if it was because. I got sick of the – I don't think I got sick of the show, but I did just stop watching the
1: show. Well, it does – does it – After a certain, like once Duchovny leaves and stuff, it gets harder. You're there for those guys and then when they leave, you know, it's harder to sort of stay interested.
2: Yeah, so I didn't, like I don't know how the series Don't be too
1: hard on yourself. You abandoned the Beatles, you abandoned the X-Files. There's a pattern.
2: I gave the Beatles like, I think uh, from 7 to 12.
1: That's a long time. Yeah. Five years? I
2: gave the X-Files like six months. That's that's decent, but they were such a such heady six months. Yeah, I mean, my body was flooded with <laughs> <laughs> hormones
1: Con- and confusion.
2: A lot of new things are happening in my body, and so I was very attracted to David Duchovny. And I would rent out every movie he was in, but he was in like kind of um, yes inappropriate. He Stuff.
1: was Yes, he was on a show called Red, Red Shoe, Shoe Diaries, Diaries which yeah. was a Cinemax or Showtime one of those but it was like a sex show. Yeah,
2: I tried to rent, I tried to rent that from the video store but it was like it was in the adult section yes. so it, like that didn't really work. But there was another movie there was like an independent movie he did where he was um uh, just like on the phone to a girl all day. I can't remember what it was called. The
1: movie's just there on the phone all day?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, But that's... they have
2: phone sex in the movie, which was also like pretty shocking to me.
1: And you watched it? Oh, yeah. And it's a great movie. It
2: it's not a good movie at all. It's just like a mediocre independent film about two people on the phone all day.
1: Right. Yeah. But, but like you said, there's changes happening, certain parts of it you like. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they
2: felt uneasy.
1: Sure, of course.
2: Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, I really also was such a fan of Gillian Anderson. But I don't know if there was early stuff of hers to delve into.
1: No, this was her first real thing. The first yes. time she'd really been on camera. And she lied. She was... She lied and said she was three three years older than she actually right. was. How
2: old was she when she was hired?
1: I think she was like maybe 22 or, ridiculous. <laughs> or 24 at the most. And she lied and she said she was 25 or but 27. But that just
2: proves how much like a blousy double-breasted suit will age a person.
1: Yeah, exactly. She
2: doesn't really look 20. I guess she also had quite a sort of serious haircut.
1: She had a very, very intense... In the beginning, she had like billowy clothes.
2: Yes, because she was often pregnant. Right,
1: boxy suits. But even before that, even before the pregnancy, boxy suits, uh, big, um, not flattering, very hard hair. It looked like action figure hair. (laughs) Yeah, like if you moved one part of it, the whole thing would sort of move like Lego hair. Kind Absolutely. Of. Yeah.
2: Definitely. But she was still she was just she's she was beautiful, still very beautiful, beautiful.
1: Yes, of course.
2: And I what what was interesting rewatching episodes now was like things that I'd forgotten about was like how soothing her voice is. Yes. And also, how like they both have a similar acting style where neither of them move their mouths very much.
1: What do you mean?
2: They both kind of you just kind of mumble. These. They're kind of mumbling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's maybe to balance out the ridiculous of uh, the ridiculous. Oh, of they have the, to be so grounded. So he'll be like, let me tell you about this African folktale. Yeah. I, I think it's probably this African folk yeah, I'm
1: I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know anything. You're doing your science stuff. I talked to an old guy. He's been talking about this demon uh thing.
2: Exactly.
1: I think it's a teleco. It's
2: probably this. Yeah.
1: Um, so you hadn't seen an episode in a while. No. Then you watch these two. You watch Teleco and Onruhe. Teleco yes. is the one where someone from Africa comes over, and starts killing Black guys yes. and sucking the pigment out of them.
2: Yeah, I thought it was boring and uncomfortable.
1: It's <laughs> it's very tough. The idea of, like, you know, from the darkest Africa yeah, comes a monstrous me- beast we know nothing about.
2: Exactly. And the music as well, where it's like, oh, yeah. just in case you're wondering w- yeah. which continent he's yeah, from. Yeah, straight
1: tribal shit. Yeah. Here you go. Exactly. Very percussive. Yeah, lots very of percussive. hands on. <laughs> like bongos and yeah. yeah i mean he uses a fucking blow dart yeah it's it's su- surprising that he doesn't have like a huge shield that he carries around with also
2: him. it felt very uh it felt like it was a remix of one of my favorite episodes oh you're
1: gonna say squeeze, squeeze. yeah it really is because he gets he can get into small spaces and yeah
2: space. but it was like that but not scary and like just like but African.
1: <laughs> but African, which is very problematic. <laughs> yes. It's difficult. So with that premise comes, mm-hmm. a lot of problems come with that premise. When yes. you have a monster coming from Africa to yes. kill black people here, there's a lot of problems with it. And I feel like they knew that because they sort of combated a little bit with Mulder well, they're talking about, like, black people get killed and nobody cares about them. And yeah. it's like trying to make some sort of social point about it. But you're right, it's uncomfortable because it can never really get past that. There's also the thing Like his name is Aboa. Yes. And then the idea of like, you know, like AIDS or like Ebola coming from. It sounds
2: a lot like Ebola. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Coming from like Africa and coming here and infecting us and that kind of shit, like Clearly, metaphorically, it's hard to escape that kind it's of stuff.
2: Tr- it's tricky stuff, and I—I I wonder why they thought they should <laughs> write an episode like why, this.
1: <laughs> why did they think they could get away with but it?
2: But also, it wasn't even—but uh, it wasn't even a scary one, or a, like it wasn't in, an interesting enough, uh, you know, mystery.
1: Yeah, because you know right from the beginning what's going on. Yeah, I thought the opening where he's on the plane—it's a oh, cool yes. way to show someone. Uh, that They need the pigment It's a cool way to show Because he's weird looking And grey Yes Kills the guy and Now that guy's grey And he's black
2: But also I did At first I thought He was like So what is he uh, He's a demon What is he A monster
1: I think He's from a tri- tribe So he's uh, just
2: An African person He's an
1: African <laughs> person <laughs> well, he's No t- he's Yeah he's not some sort of uh, uh, Immortal he, demon Or a spirit a, But he's a telecope right i think yes he is a teleco but i think he's
2: cuz and th- are they kind of saying but a teleco even though there are folk tales about it, about telicos, it turns out a teleco is just a guy who has no pituitary gland
1: i think what it is is that the the myth of the teleco is uh-huh. based on this tribe we, of people okay. who were all like that uh-huh. and then most of them have died and some of them have survived. And
2: some of them are coming over here to kill out You know, guys. where
1: there are less black people yes. coming over to America. Why not just stay there? You have a very specific condition, sir. Yeah. Because there's a part where she's like, Mulder, asked Mulder, like, why would he come here? And Mulder is like, oh, you know, usual stuff. Oh, uh, yeah.
2: He, yeah, he, like, did some sort of smug Mulder jokes.
1: Yeah, he did, like, sm- <laughs> smug Mulder jokes about it. It seems like for this guy over there and I w- then I was wondering like if it's like an Indian person is that like a snack is that like sort of <laughs> sort of sates you like when you want a hamburger and you get a grilled chicken sandwich instead of you're yeah. like this is
2: this is Good. S- the ballpark yeah. no they didn't unpack like the condition enough so it was a bit like are you, I couldn't tell if he... Were, maybe I wasn't really paying enough attention. But I was trying. But I promise you, this is like quite a boring one.
1: Well, it's also in this one and in the next one, they both have things where people use long... Yeah, sort poking of things. Poking things to go into people's heads.
2: Yeah, and it was a bit like, oh, they've totally run out of ideas and I don't feel bad for stopping watching at the end of season three. Well,
1: um, there's some really good ones in season four. Season four has really good ones. This one, Teleco is, I think, it's not one of them, and then it has the worst exchange in X-Files history, I think, oh. where, where they're like, oh, this black guy was killed, and they show her a picture, and it's a guy who's, like, death gray. Yeah. He's <laughs> the color of no, no, <laughs> no ethnicity. And she goes, I thought you said he was black.
2: What, yeah,
1: it's you, ridiculous. Did he look like a It's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> well, he just looks so much like he's covered in paint.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. which he is. Yeah, it was not. I was, I was really jazzed to watch the X Files again, but it was. I'm so sorry that I didn't. Wasn't a this. good episode at all. I'm sorry, but I do want to know his UN informant, Mulder's UN informant. Oh,
1: she just came on at the beginning of season four, what so she's happens? very new. Are they
2: gonna kiss?
1: No, I don't. I don't think it's like that. When you watch it, you're transported to the, the young time when your body was changing, yeah. when everything is a uh, will they or won't they? Um, will they? I don't think so. Oh, but
2: she's she. I just assume any like young woman is gonna kiss Mulder.
1: She's very attractive, I think.
2: Yeah, she's very beautiful.
1: Yeah, um, I met that actress. Oh, was, yeah.
2: What happened? Did you did you kiss? No, her? we
1: did not kiss.
2: When did when did you meet her?
1: I met her because she was on The Walking Dead.
2: Oh, are you on The Walking?
1: Dead? I was not on The Walking Dead. I was on The Talking Dead, uh-huh. which is. Maybe I would say a hundred steps below The Walking Dead, (laughs) which is a horrible thing to say. And Dustin, I will have you take that out. But it really, but it was, uh, well, now that this is not going to be on the air. Well, it's fine. I mean, listen, it's a great show, but if you're going to be on The Walking Dead, that's like something amazing. Uh And The Talking Dead, I'm just, I just mean a lot of comedians get to do it. So it was me, her. And um, she's a
2: comedian.
1: No, she's not. No, I know. It was me, her and um, uh, what's the fucking guy's name who came up with Venom? He makes Todd McFarlane.
2: OK.
0: Do
1: yeah. you know Todd McFarlane? No. You know who he is? Spawn. Have you heard of Spawn? No. He created Spawn. OK. So he created the thing you've never heard of. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I met her there. <laughs> Sounds great. Yes. I met her there. Was anyway. Was she nice? She was nice. Did you
2: talk to her about the X-Files at all?
1: I did not bring up the X-Files.
2: But you knew exactly who she was. Yes, you yes, were like, yes. it's the UN informant. What's her character's name?
1: Uh, it's like Covarubius, Marie Kovarubi. It's uh, a weird name. Wow. It's not a it's not a, a normal name. Yeah. I mean what is normal? I don't wanna No I'm not trying to make judgments. No, no, no. They do there's one point where the guy looks at like, Abua, what kind of name is that? You remember yeah. that? Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, what do you, what whatever you guys are going for? Clearly, you have the black cops say that, so it's slightly less... It seems
2: like everyone in the episode is uncomfortable about it. Yeah, everyone's kind of like,
1: are we doing this? Because they
2: never really... No one ever really commits... Because it's like they don't even make him the killer. So is is the the name of the tribe or it's the name of the...
1: I think Telico is the name of the mythical creature that is based on these real people. Okay,
2: great, great, great. Yeah. So... So this guy, a boa. Yeah. But it's like he's not, he doesn't even seem like threatening. He just seems like a guy who's got like a a condition. Yes. And we don't really see enough of him to be like, this guy's a real scumbag killing all these <laughs> other
1: guys, you know? Yeah, like with, uh, with the other guy, with Squeeze, with Eugene Toombs, there's yeah, a scared. court case yeah. and he's around a lot. You talk to he him. He
2: gets a watery eye. Yes. He was a real he's spooky guy.
1: Yeah, and there, there was more of a sense of what that guy is like. like. They're both similar in that they're both sort of in between the state where they're kind of human, but they also yeah. have these like... But
2: m- they've got apartments.
1: They've got, yes, they're monsters with apartments. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They can sign That's a what lease. That's
2: should have called the X Files
1: <laughs> <laughs> Monsters with Apartments. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. It's that weird zone where like, you're not human, but you can sign a lease.
2: Yeah, and you've got a TV and you're watching TV.
1: Yeah, and you can pass like a credit check. But you can
2: also cram yourself into a drawer. Yeah,
1: if you're high <laughs> yeah. this guy, I think <laughs> he can cram himself into smaller spaces than the yeah. other guy can. I think that's the only thing he has over that other...
2: Right. Eugene too. So Eugene is just like squeezing into things and shooting through them. Yeah. To get your liver. Was so he the one who was taking people's livers
1: he, he liked people's livers
2: yeah and then this guy is cramming himself into drawers it's not different enough
1: it's not different enough but yeah
2: and also it was I felt like what i remember from squeeze and i know i'm not meant to be talking about that episode but like it, scully felt like she was in much more danger than when uh you know when he like attacks scully and like yeah. her shirt's up and you're like oh my god scully has a has a stomach She's normally she's normally, it was a very
1: confusing time you
2: never see you never see any of her body whatsoever
1: do you want to see more of her body? that's one of your complaints well, she's
2: always that? so covered up
1: <laughs> that's one of your complaints for this episode yes. I mean there's a whole list yeah but on on that list is uh, she's too covered up. she
2: was too covered up and also but like so then when he gets molder at the end, yes and he sh- he blow darts the magical seed into his neck yes. It's like, doesn't even seem like that big a problem. No. It seems, it seems like it's going to be fine.
1: It, and it is fine. I thought that scene where she's crawling around the vents and oh, stuff, yeah. I, I thought that that looked kind of cool.
2: That looked kind of cool. I've done that. I've crawled in air vents. But I did it at the um, in uh, Washington, D.C. There's a spy museum.
1: Oh, it's part of the thing. As
2: part of the thing, you get to crawl through air vents pretending to be a spy. It's really exciting. It was fun. It's great. I think going to that museum really set me up for loving the show The Americans.
1: Okay, I haven't seen that. Is there a lot of air events. Air there's crawling. no
2: event stuff but it's all but, <laughs> but that museum is all yeah. about like cold war spies
1: okay all right so that
2: really got me jazzed for that
1: aliens has a lot of air events yes so
2: absolutely we
1: should watch that movie sometime <laughs> um, this is a reference to something you guys don't understand it's um
2: very funny
1: there's also another horrible exchange where the guy is there and he's all he's gray he's full gray a boa he's no the um one of the dead guys uh-huh. on the table oh yes and he's He's like gunmetal gray. He's like, I don't want to use the word ash, but he literally is like the tip of a cigarette. Yeah. Gray. Death gray. And Mulder says there's a Michael Jackson joke in here somewhere, but I can't quite find it. bad. It's also bad now that Michael Jackson's gone, but even then it was like. Yeah.
2: It was just like, but that whole thing was like a classic example how Mulder, of how Mulder can be very um, irresponsible FBI agent. Yeah. And kind of a bit of a jerk because he just barges into her autopsy.
1: Yeah, he does like, that all the time. You
2: shouldn't really do that, I don't think. <laughs> I think you should wash your hands at the very least.
1: And if this person has a disease, which they think. Exactly. He, by the way, she says that it's probably a disease he egos now.
2: What does Molden know? He's got no medical experience whatsoever.
1: She should be right. She's not right because we're in a crazy world where people can cram themselves into drawers. She
2: must be so um, frustrated the whole time. Oh, yeah. Because she's never right. But she's the smartest person. She's on the, the show. smart
1: one, but like in this world, she'd be normal and Mulder would be the crazy one. But in yeah. that world, it sucks that she's always wrong. He's
2: always like, it might be this thing. And, and then he's right. He's, I, yeah. His hunches are so good.
1: I think it's a pigment vampire. Oh, God. And Based he's on right. this folk
2: folktale. Yeah. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> yeah. But also, when he like bursts into the um, autopsy room, he's like, oh, I heard you were slicing and dicing down here. Oh, geez. And it's like, you can't just run down to the autopsy room like that, Mulder. With like a a quip ready. What are you you even up to in your (laughs) office? Because he doesn't seem like he's officially assigned to this job. She gets called in by Skinner and he's like, please help us.
1: Yeah. So I don't know why Mulder's even there.
2: Yeah. He's just hanging out and like coming up with crazy theories that are exactly spot on.
1: Yeah. He just, that's his whole thing. Yeah. Inserting himself into stuff, coming up with crazy theories that are exactly spot on. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, um, that the, the, the thing i remember certain x-files have this they've done this before where mm-hmm. there's like someone from another world there's like the xenophobia thing that's mm-hmm. happened before it's just toughest when it's africa cuz it's like you know people are coming from the dark continent <laughs> bring yeah. their magical demons with them <laughs> yeah. we don't understand anything we do know it's bad though
2: real bad
1: it's really bad yeah uh, they're killing black people here. Also, they're like, where they're like, it's a pattern of four young black men missing over three months. That's not really much of a pattern. Mm-hmm. Four guys missing over three months. There's no, nobody's no, that's investigating just, a connection. Isn't that just the world? That's just the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this is like Philadelphia, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. People disappear. How far is Philadelphia from, because uh, they're in Washington, in DC? right? D.C.? Yeah. I
1: don't think it's too far. It's right. probably like a few hour drive or something. Right. Yeah. It's all those sort of northeast-ish, uh-huh. but not super north. I
2: love thinking about those things, like the, like her driving to Philadelphia. Yeah, her
1: driving, having to get a car. Yeah. Or like, yeah.
2: Just imagining what she and molly might be talking about in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best stuff.
1: I honestly, one time on this podcast, said there should be like a Plane trains or automobiles version of an episode where they're just trying to yeah. get to the case. And they're just like, the car breaks down, they have to get on a totally. boat, they have to get on a train. And it's just them trying to get somewhere and it's just them hanging out. But
2: if it was like, if they did do that, then like something crazy would happen at a gas station and Mulder would make a guess about what it was and it would turn and out he be was right. right. It'd be, it's like a really yeah. magical spider that's killing everyone <laughs> or something.
1: And this exactly happens in the next world. Because <laughs> part of the thing is like, the X-Files has... Um, also, if he's a, he's a normal guy, he, he what does he pull out of his mouth?
2: Oh, isn't that the, like, blow dart thing? thing?
1: But he hides it in his throat? In
2: his throat. So, like, that... I saw, like, that had, like, a weird kind of allusion to, um, you know, like, peop- like, people who put swords down their throat. Yeah. And, I'm, like, that was, like... It was all very iffy.
1: But how would he, like, with the sword, the handles out, with that... You'd have to have a string, like a tampon. Otherwise, how would you get it? out? you think he has like Oh, no, I
2: think I saw a tampon string on him. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that But the most
1: of the episode, he has a string hanging out his mouth.
2: I don't know. I mean, if he's like, he has the power to cram into drawers, maybe he can like stretch <laughs> out his fingers. <laughs> he
1: has the power to cram. something. Yeah, that's exactly, that's good. Um, I wonder
2: what happened to him though, because he's sick in hospital at the end, right? Oh, she gives a sad her sad epilogue.
1: Yeah, he she gives her a sad epilogue where she's trying to be like, "Hey, but the scariest thing is the things we don't understand." Where she's trying to like, "You guys haven't quite earned this yet. Yeah, <laughs> you guys were sort of part of the problem in this because yeah. you wrote it. Um,
2: you decided, yeah. to well, Probably, he, what would be the budget budget of an X Files episode?
1: A c- c- couple million at least. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because I looked up when it was because I wanted to make sure I was like wondering when it was uh, broadcast. Uh, in terms of uh, when I stopped watching the show yeah. It was like a few months after I'd stopped watching But uh, they were saying they wanted a real African actors. So they uh, One of the actors is an Olympic athlete Who'd just gotten back from the Olympics Which guy? I'm not sure which one Is
1: it? Uh, Possibly s- a boa Probably a boa, yeah. right? Samuel Leboa.
2: And then it's like, great news, you're going to be on the Exiles, we're going to paint you white, and you're going to cram you into a drawer.
1: <laughs> I think his eyes look cool, though. Well, there's yeah. a weird moment where, like, they're chasing him for the first time, and then they're like, oh, he must have gone that way. And then Mulder looks at him, like, and he's hiding in something. It's just, just
2: like a hole in a wall. <laughs> yeah, it's very just, weird. <laughs>
1: he's just hiding in a hole in the wall, upside down, looking at Mulder, like, with no his face.
2: kind of cute, though. It's it, like he a yeah, little, look... like, gremlin or something. Yeah.
1: But Mulder is, takes it in straight. He's like, hey, come down here. This is kind of weird. I mean, you,
2: wouldn't you be like, hey, don't do that? Yeah. You're a killer. Yeah. It's freeze. <laughs> freeze. But, like, he's like, hey, Scully, come look. We, yeah, look at this. It's a cramming, a cramming <laughs> Africa demon. <isn't laughs> yeah. it? And, like, he can talk. Like, he talks to his social worker. He's a person. He's a person. He's got an apartment. So, wouldn't you be like, Sorry, don't don't shoot me.
1: Don't yeah. Maybe he just looks like he's sort They're of. They're just gone.
2: staring at each other.
1: Yeah, it's such <laughs> a weird moment. It looks so fucking weird. Yeah. He's just like, uh, you got me. <laughs> so weird. Um, there's then the, There's the part where Mulder goes to talk to that guy who basically. The one thing I thought was interesting to say that like, they immigrants don't trust authorities here mm-hmm. because they don't trust authority back where they're from. And in Pakistan, like we never trusted the police in almost every Indian movie the cops are the bad guys. Right. So clearly they were so troubled by this premise that they were trying to nuance it, uh-huh. but it wasn't happening.
2: No, I don't think they should have made this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a great, that's a great critique of this <laughs> episode. Is
2: that too mean? I just think they would have done. They it's not a good one. And it's
1: also I hate using the word problematic, but it it's tru- just
2: it's truly problematic.
1: <laughs> it is truly.
2: And then it's not like it's very problematic, but man, is it exciting! Yeah, it's no, not.
1: It's boring and you problematic. Know who it
2: is? There's like there's no mystery. Like in the yeah. next one. There's a bit of a mystery. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, it's this because of this and this. But it's just kind of like, I think it's this guy. It's this guy.
1: It's this guy. Because the thing is, a lot of the Axe Files is about sort of these weird corners of America where there's weirdness and people have just been hiding and doing stuff.
2: In drawers.
1: In drawers. <laughs> that's okay. But then when you're doing something where it also like plays up stereotypes and in uh, fears that already exist yeah it just is a
2: it's unhelpful
1: it's unhelpful <laughs> it's this episode was unhelpful yeah, and it shouldn't I have been think made so. yes um and then there's the part where Mulder goes to talk to that guy who basically tells him what, about the teleco and he says even if I tell you what I know you would never believe it and you can hear Mulder getting a boner yeah you like that's his favorite you thing you don't to know hear.
2: who you're talking to yeah, you I found love a... this kind of yeah, stuff <laughs> I,
1: I'll believe anything you tell me. <laughs> the next five sentences are changing my life. <laughs> Forever.
2: But also, I thought, because at the f- beginning I thought he was like a magical creature rather than a... a like a
1: diseased person? Yeah.
2: I w- thought it was so funny when he killed the man on the plane because he... um was changing the toilet sign from occupied from vacant to occupied while yeah. he was murdering him, and I was like, "That is such a clever demon."
1: Oh, that's part of his. Oh, you thought it was just like a basic like monster monster. Yeah, I thought it was a
2: monster monster.
1: It's like when they draw raptors in Jurassic Park. Open doors. Yeah, have it's not seen, like that. Have you
2: seen the new trailer for uh, yes. Jurassic Park? They've changed the raptors' eyes, and the the raptors' eyes are too beautiful now.
1: Well, you know the raptors are the good guys. They're
2: the good guys now, and I think that's why they've changed their eyes. They have like human but eyes. But they've got no. They've got like magical unicorn eyes. Like they're like (laughs) much bigger than they used to be and very sparkly and sort of rainbow colored. Really? And it's like... They should still seem a little bit threatening, right? Yeah,
1: rainbow-colored dinosaurs. Yeah. that's a st- Rainbow-eyed dinosaurs. This is
2: the, look, I'm sure I'll probably really enjoy it, but this is the other problem with the new dinosaur they've made because they've made a new dinosaur. Yes. It's, like, invented, and it's got, like, extra frills on it. It looks exactly like the dragons on Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> right. Not scary. Extra frills on it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you can't do that. The whole point of Jurassic Park is, like, it's the real dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, now That's a, why this is so scary.
1: Now it's just a mythical beast. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Big difference.
1: But I do think that the one poster with they, where they see the, the kid behind the glass and there's that monster is like eating a little
2: yes. alligator
1: or something. Yeah. I think that looks cool.
2: Oh yeah, I think it all looks really cool, and I can't yeah. wait to see it. But I've yeah. got th- those are my two problems. You do-
1: <laughs> it's not like this episode. They no. should have made it. They. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause then and then there's a moment where Scully's looking at the lab work and says no pituitary pituitary gland yeah and that's her getting a boner she gets excited yeah. about and that she's
2: like oh it looks like there is a scientific yeah. explanation yeah but mm-hmm. then Mulder
1: comes in and he's like okay fuck your science I talked to a man from the dark continent and I've and got
2: a fairy tale to tell you
1: I've got a fairy tale <laughs> to tell you uh, if my batting record is any indication I'm gonna be right
2: turns out my one tip is precisely right <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Right. the one guy that they've been hiding and that guy had been hiding that these things had been happening right
2: the social worker well the social worker
1: didn't know but the guy that Mulder talked to in the embassy oh yeah the embassy yeah.
2: guy yeah 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 Yeah, because
1: the social worker guy was just a good guy who then for his trouble yeah is almost murdered totally because he's right he's like i'll get your whole family here yeah and He's that's a great be,
2: guy. He's my favorite character.
1: And that guy's a great actor. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. Very likable, very noble. Very good. I shouldn't have said noble. You can't say... <laughs> that's horrible. Please take that out. <laughs> I can't say noble. It's, this is what this episode did. <laughs> He's because- so... Articulate. This episode
2: was made. It's not your fault. Yeah, <laughs> so well mannered.
1: There's also a part where they, where the cop finds that guy who's had the thing stuck in his mm. thing, and the cop goes, "I won't even try to guess what happened to him." You should try.
2: Yeah, that's exactly your job. Your,
1: your cop. This is exactly your job. Yeah. Your job is to come up with a theory and it's then chase it like, down. Oh
2: no way. Yeah, not <laughs> it. Forget this. Yeah,
1: it's gross. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. Um, yeah. The uh, she says. Uh, oh, Mulder at one point says we fear the unknown. It all comes from somewhere. Conspiracy, whatever. Like that's kind of how people justify racism. When yeah. people are like, I mean, it comes from somewhere. It's
2: fear. It's based, so it's yeah. my real fear. So can I just keep being afraid forever and yeah. like a terrible person? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's real because I'm actually scared. Yeah. So then it must be real.
2: This is just how I feel. Ooh, Ooh. I f-
1: I'm just a piece of shit who feels like this. <laughs> Um, yeah, basically, Mulder says that we were talking about the country. Same reason anyone comes to this country. Then he's like, because it's the fucking best. It just rocks so hard. Yeah. That's why people come here. That's what he's saying. <laughs> um, yeah, the blow dart.
2: Even though the whole time they're filming in Vancouver. Yes. Right. Right. These are the details that are coming back to me from my, <laughs> <laughs> from my time um, liking it.
1: I did like that Mulder was drooling when he was frozen in that thing. He had a yes. lot of drool coming out of it. He him.
2: did have a lot of drool, but it was just like, I felt like that was quite a low stakes climax when he was just like slightly paralyzed and just being like trying to make her look over her shoulder by like move, moving his eyeballs.
1: Yeah. He wasn't oh, doing yeah. it very well. He was like. Uh. He only did it like
2: twice. Yeah. And then she looked and then she shot him and then And then and the thing,
1: well he's gonna die because he's not gonna get the pigment that he needs to survive. Yeah. That's why he's gonna die. And she says science will eventually discover his
2: science should be able to solve that illness. But she's tried they tried something, remember? She was like, We're doing something, it's not working. Yeah. She says, I remember it perfectly. <laughs> so
1: in a way, Scully and Mulder are right, because Mulder says it's this mythical beast, but Scully, yes. it's, it is a science thing, she says. So
2: really it's an episode that should end up with them both congratulating each other. Yeah,
1: you were right. You were right too. Yeah. yeah.
2: She has to do so much more paperwork than him.
1: Yeah, she's he always do.
2: doing these reports at the end of the episode. Yeah, he's not doing. He's out partying oh, with well, his UN informant.
1: It's interesting that you think he wants to get it on Absolutely. with. Absolutely. What's he interesting? because a cause... woman
2: in a giant coat? <laughs>
1: <laughs> with just hard, stiff hair. Yeah, just one piece of hair. That's what he likes. Um, Mulder, that's funny because both these episodes do have Scully doing the ending, like. Um, uh, uh, narration Yes. a uh, lot of times Mulder doing it oh, but yeah. here it's, she's really sort of doing it at the end she, she says uh, science will eventually discover his place in the broader context of evolution uh, which I think is uh, sort of interesting because it is a science thing it mm-hmm. turns out blah 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 the fear of the unknown among us that's when they're like trying to have a, their cake and eat it too anything else you want to say about this episode before we move on I feel like does
2: anybody like this episode
1: I don't think this is an episode that's considered a great one. Right. Yeah. Because this, um, it's a, uh, at the beginning of this season, they had another show called Millennium that they were I also remember. writing. I remember. I didn't La- like that
2: though because I didn't find any of them
1: attractive. Attractive. They didn't, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You had a very specific reason, I feel like, for watching The X-Files. No, like I had a specific way in.
2: <laughs> like a horny way in. <laughs> Maybe you're right, but I, you know, I do love a will they, won't they situation. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> so I don't think people love that one. The next one. I'm How long
2: re- was Millennium on for? I
1: think it was on for three or four seasons. Right. So I four seasons. Yeah. But a lot of the uh, writers were going back and forth, so it was like the beginning of the season is a little tough. But right. there's a lot of great episodes. The first one's good. The second one is Home, which is the inbred mutant cannibal family. Yeah, it's yeah one of the best ones. Yeah. Um. And then the, there's some really, really good ones coming up, like Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man, The Field Where I Died. Like, there's a lot of good ones coming up this season.
2: This one felt like um, quite like a procedural one, like yeah. kind of, but then also with the like uncomfortable element of like. It's just
1: great. A <laughs> lot of great things yeah. coming in together. <laughs> yeah. The next one, Unruhe, is the one where the guy takes a picture of a woman, mm-hmm. and when he sees the she disappears, when he sees the picture, she's he's being. Uh, it looks like she's being chased by s- swirl demons.
2: Howlers.
1: Howlers. In the
2: episode, they're called Howlers. They're
1: called Howlers. But they
2: are scary looking. They're sort of scrunchy faced. Uh, they look like the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh,
1: yes, they <laughs> do. They look like that. They look like the silence on Doctor <laughs> yes. Who. Yeah, and that. those
2: are guys, uh, the guys from Buffy.
1: Yes, they look like the guys from Buffy. They look like Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. So it's like sort of a type of demon face you've seen.
2: Demons in suit
1: demons in suits that's uh that's that's
2: also that uh the creepy pasta guy the oh, slender man slendy slender man yeah skinny guy, skinny
1: guy. <laughs> <laughs> well slender man too because they're also the picture has him on stilts which is a weird part yeah. remember and then she sees him on stilts yeah, which is yeah those a weird...
2: are very spooky stilts
1: yeah those are spooky stilts <laughs> yeah so this episode is that one the howlers, I do like that they're not real. It's just because he's fucking crazy. So, yes. So, and she goes, "Hey, they're only in your head." Yeah. Um, h- how did you feel about this episode?
2: I enjoyed it more. Yes. Um, because also I wasn't like, "Oh, this is this is this one isn't problematic." Yes, as that, you would say,
1: there's not like a racial. <laughs> and I'm not like, "Oh, issue. I have to go
2: on a podcast and talk about, <laughs> about this." <laughs> Don't worry. Um, but so I enjoyed this one more. But it did feel a little bit like another. Throwaway one?
1: Well, this one is interesting. This was the first one that aired on a Sunday night. So, Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because it was the second one. It was supposed to be second, and Home was supposed to be the one that would have been the first one. Right. That one, they were like, now they're looking for a bigger audience Thursday. They got a bigger audience than Friday. So they were like, well, this one, let's do because it's a little, it's inoffensive. Yes. It's not problematic. Yeah. It's not hyper violent. Yes. So they chose this one because it sort of is like a monster of the week. Yes. You, like you said, throwaway, but it's, it's more like it's just one of those, like there's just a lot of these kinds of ones. Yeah. But for what it is, I think it's, I liked watching this one mm-hmm. because the guy is crazy and the X-Files in it is not. it's not like he has powers
2: or anything. Yeah, he's not magical.
1: Yeah, but he just has this weird thing, his psychosis or something is so strong that it can imprint.
2: Photographs.
1: <laughs> that's
2: what he that's what moda calls he it. can do
1: yeah and scully at one point he s- explains the whole thing to and she he just goes.
2: explains it instantly as yeah well. he finds this <laughs> photo and he's like it's, graphs. <laughs> it's a very. i mean i know that's moda's thing but he really figures it out he nails instantly. it over and over yeah
1: and she she says photographs like uh, <laughs> and, and it is I mean, it is a great word. <laughs>
2: it's a great there word. There's
1: no better word for what that thing is. Yes. Photographs is clearly the best mm-hmm. word for that thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, I liked it. It, mm-hmm. it was, uh, you're right. It's just like a typical X Files episode. It's a
1: typical one, but there was some fun stuff. I thought that the opening, cold open, b- before the credits, was really good yeah because you have that. the two people in the car they get nervous and the cop goes by so you're like okay they're up to something shady yeah she gets the picture and then the guy comes in in the in the yellow raincoat he looks creepy that's cool and then when she leaves And you see him through the umbrella. Mm. You see him coming up. Yeah, the
2: shadow. That's the silhouette through the umbrella. That's a real spooky thing.
1: I thought that that was really cool.
2: That was very inventive because it's the day. It's the daytime. It's like a sun shower thing. And it was like, oh, that's a real spooky. Good, good work, guys. You've chilled me.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's 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 a good way to do scary during the day. Yeah. So I thought that that opening was really really cool. Yes. The other thing is the guy Vince. Taylor Pruitt is the guy's name who can yeah. do the shaky eyes.
2: He really... And he shakes them all the way home. Well, he,
1: he does. He shakes them to the moon and back. <laughs> he, he is the shaky actor guy. A shaky eye actor and he plays the shaky eye guy in a lot of stuff. A
2: lot of things. Identity, that movie. Have you seen that movie? identity it was this oh yes like john cusack it's not a good movie it's
1: not a good movie but it's
2: always on the front or or used to be in the uk it was always like on the front page of netflix and you would it would be like want to watch a new movie and you'd be like what's this and it would say like it's a thriller yeah it's got all these people in it it's from this year and you're like i don't think i've ever seen this sounds fantastic yeah and then you watch it and it's it's pretty terrible there's a
1: specific point in that movie when it goes from being pretty good to very very terrible yeah Um, and I'm just gonna say a spoiler because spoiler don't if you haven't seen Identity don't watch it it's it's gonna break your heart it's
2: a waste of time there's
1: a part where a murder happens and they're like trying to solve it and then they go back and now that it's the murdered body has disappeared and I was like oh, no, what the fuck is this? And turns out all of them, every single actor, is a figment in shaky Eye guy's oh, head. shaky
2: Eyes' head. It's yeah. all in his mind. And he's got split personalities, which feels like a really 80s thing to have. <laughs> That's
1: right. Right?
2: Yeah. For a killer? Yeah. It's very Just 80s. Just to be
1: like, yeah, oh, he's got two different personalities yeah. he can do. Yeah. He, um, but I Is think- that
2: even a real thing anymore? It used to fe- I feel like everyone used to have that back in the 80s
1: it was a thing now it's called dissociative personality disorder right. it's not called split personality i don't know if it's really the thing of like is spencer there yeah i'd like to speak to spencer now <laughs> well, spencer's not home right now <laughs> only dr giggles or whatever yeah
2: uh, but it felt like um popular culture felt much more comfortable with like yeah, um, exploiting that mental illness. Yes,
1: they were very confident about it too. Yes, they were like, oh, this is how it is. Some people have two or three people inside and this them. This is
2: happening all the time. It's happening
1: all the time, and it's creepy. It's and they're monsters. Creepy. Yeah, yeah, mm. they're not just people who have who are sick and need help. And
2: often people have a little girl as well. There's a and little girl in there. There is an identity as well, isn't there?
1: There's a little girl. I'm pretty there? sure. Yeah, is
2: there? I think so. There's definitely a kid. The- and he but the shaky eyes are good though
1: he's good and i don't i i wonder if he can actually control it i'm gonna look this up right now oh yeah because um,
2: maybe we're making fun of a true i think
1: condition. i mean we it's it's um
2: because i felt like sometimes he wasn't shaking them
1: i feel like sometimes he wasn't shaking you think he was a guy who at one point was just like oh it's hard to be an actor i'm gonna perfect shaky eyes uh probably I think
2: he was probably auditioning for something and there was a mouse in the room. Probably in the and 80s. he had his eyes on the mouse. Okay. And the casting people didn't see the mouse, but they were like, <laughs> This guy is spooky.
1: <laughs> There's something about his eyes. Um, how can they not mention listen, if I'm on his I'm on his Wikipedia and they're just not mentioning his shaky eyes. Why do
2: you if, uh, Google quivering eyeballs? <laughs> because that's what... It, I think that's
1: it. Here, I'm going to do this. I'm <laughs> going to do this. Vince Taylor Pruitt. Space. Eyes. Yep. Uh, uh, let's see what his issue is. He Maybe he just... Has, his irises tremble violently. Maybe he doesn't
2: have a pituitary gland.
1: Oh, and he can fit and into... And that's what
2: makes <gasps> your eyeballs vibrate.
1: Oh, he's got nystagmus is the name of the thing. Oh. Nystagmus. Nystagmus. That's a real... That's a real thing some people have. Anyway, while it's loading, um, I thought that again. This was another one where Scully is like, "Here it is." A, oh, okay, yeah, it's some sort of. I think
2: very sad thing.
1: I think he's okay. okay. I think he can see, and you know,
2: he's using it in his work to great effect.
1: Yeah, look, that's what it looks like. There's a. There's oh, a, it's a of, gift it. of it. There's a gif of it. But it's all involuntary. Gi- all gifts
2: look like that though.
1: Yes, oh yes, that's right. All gives do look like people are moving back and forth <laughs> like that. That's exactly right. This one again, Scully is like there's some sort of theory that's that's normal, yes. and scientific and smart, and he's like tardographs. and he's right.
2: Yeah, he and he just figu- he thinks of it so quickly. But I also there was one of my favorite things in this episode, which is that the thing where he goes to the. Uh, the computer specialist. Oh, yeah. Who, and he did the thing with the photographs. So he's like, can you just bring that up? And he yeah. just clicks on it and yeah. makes it very high resolution. Yeah, That's incredible. It's
1: a person's face. They're like, oh, yeah. this is clearly a person's so face. Just
2: bring it up. Flip it and bring it up. Oh, <laughs> that's a howler. <laughs> and I think this might be the killer's dad. Mm. <laughs> I
1: remember. My favorite part of that is like when he notices that the howlers have six fingers. And oh, he's like, yeah. one time he goes, why do they have
2: six fingers?
1: <laughs> and it turns out to be the tombstones, which is a fuck of a stretch. It's
2: a real stretch. It's and re- like he figures it out so quickly yeah. as well. He yells Why out. Do they have six Why fingers? And then he goes, tombstone. Yes. Like that's how long the pause is. And he's like, did it, did And I, I mean, that was I like,
1: will say silly. that I also, maybe the way they shot it, I was like, oh, it's the tombstones. But it was because of the way that shot it. Yeah, but the-
2: you're a like FBI level brainiac.
1: I am very, very smart. Mm-hmm. I am very smart. I have solved some unsolved murders. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've solved a Zodiac murder.
2: Oh, my God. Who was it?
1: It's two people. Who is it? One of them's dead. One of them's alive.
2: Oh, that was. So you're the one who finished that Wikipedia article.
1: Oh, is it on there? No, I don't. I don't want. To make it too public, who uh-huh. I think the guy is, because he's still out there, and I don't want to bring him out of retirement.
2: Who for me? Uh, <laughs> oh, because it was
1: in California. Who was it? He, you just drive down. I'm not going to tell you, because then he, what if he listens to this podcast?
2: He probably
1: does. What if he? Yeah. So Scary I just stuff. don't. I don't want to. But he'd
2: be pretty old right now, right?
1: Honestly, not that old. Listen, if you're. When were those? In the seventies, uh-huh. right? So yeah. if you're like twenty when you do that, uh-huh. so forty years you're like you, you could be late fifties. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's still more murder- killing age.
2: Definitely, but it um, uh,
1: past your killing prime, but you're still in this window. But
2: isn't the thing with serial killers that like it's actually like a young man's game?
1: Oh, is it? it
2: that's what um, Michelle said. Who's Michelle? Patton's wife? I don't know okay. why I should say this. On the oh, no, it's podcast. good. Yeah, well, she's, she's, a, but, true she's a true crime writer. She's a true crime writer. Yeah. She knows mm-hmm. everything about them. And she's like, it's it's a young man's game. So it's when they're like, you know, really fit and healthy and also like full of madness.
1: It's also, I guess it's right. Like when you think of when you're like 18, 19, the shit you think about. Yeah. Now you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I used to like He-Man or exactly. Ninja Turtles. And or the X-Files. Yeah. No, the X-Files. Are so good. <laughs> yes. Some things don't change. <laughs> But I think maybe that is what it is. It's like, oh, my yeah. God. Remember in the 20s when I was just fucking killing all these people and eating their hearts? Oh, I was such an idiot. Totally.
2: It's like, can't, can't be bo- I, I couldn't even be bothered to go out to a party on a Saturday night yeah. these days. Yes. And they just sort of <laughs> fondly remember the lives they took.
1: Yeah. Or And like, also,
2: you would probably just feel pretty smug. So, like, I, t- I got, totally got away with it. But maybe you
1: also feel a little embarrassed. Like, when I look at, you know, oh, some yeah. of the movies I own that I bought, like, 15 years ago, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking?
2: So you're like, why did I kill Judy of all people? Yeah,
1: exactly. Jeez. Of all people, Judy. What a lame person to kill. <laughs> um, I also like it so hard. So clearly, in this episode, something mm-hmm. X Files is happening. It is thought of yes. That is what's happening. Yeah, And then Scully has to be like, no, maybe it's the heat is doing yeah, the. Maybe and the it's the making films it look expired,
2: like. And it's uh, the heat. And so hater. the heat is. His making her howlers. look like she's
1: screaming and making howlers. Yes. Mm. So it's, it just puts her in a tough situation because yeah. she has to use science. And it's just, there's very little science to be had she in this episode. She lives in a world
2: where there's very little science happening. Yes.
1: yes, there's very little science happening. And that's all she's good at. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very Such sad. Such a
2: bummer for her.
1: There's a part where uh, Mulder's like, what do you think? And she has a scientific theory. And he's like, yeah, that is what you would think. Like, yeah, because yeah, I'm a normal human <laughs> person with a regular brain. Um, uh, Mulder is like sort of uh, very smooth in this one where he goes oh, oh, magic was gone like uh, maybe she's like oh she killed the boyfriend why would she do that oh, oh yeah the magic was yeah, gone yeah
2: he's just in a kind of like a smart Alec mood
1: yeah both these episodes he's a uh, He's and I remember
2: of, when I <laughs> used to watch the show, those used to be the things where I was like, he totally loves her because he's yeah. been so like...
1: Smooth. Flirty
2: and Yeah, smooth. he is flirty. He's a very flirty FBI agent.
1: They definitely flirt. Yeah. I don't know if it's like flirting with a, a goal in mind because sometimes mm. you flirt and it's just you just flirting. Sometimes you flirt because you want to get into their pants. Yes. So there's two, two kinds of flirting. Anyway... Welcome to my podcast, The Different Kinds of Flirting. <laughs> um, lobotomies. I always think they're very creepy. Very and scary. The way they used to do them is that they would take that implement, the, the skinny thing, uh-huh. and they would put it between the eyeball and the Eye socket and just scramble, scramble, scramble. And that's why those girls had like bruises around their oh, eyes. Yeah, that was it. creepy
2: when they figured that, when they, she was like, it's lobotomies. And I was like, oh no. Why did it have to
1: be lobotomies?
2: That is really a, such a bummer.
1: I remember when I was in Melbourne, I was doing the Melbourne Australia. Comedy Festival yes. in Australia. Um, I went to the museum, Great. it was just a normal museum. And the museum had, I thought it was so interesting, they had a whole floor on depression where they really talk uh, about people who have depression, what that feels like, which I think is interesting because a lot of younger people are people who are feeling like that and knowing like, oh, this is a thing that can be dealt with. Yes. I think it's very mature and interesting and uh, and helpful yeah. because I feel like here sometimes we shy away from depression yeah. and people sort of uh, feel ashamed for having it mm-hmm. or are made to feel bad for having it when it is a real chemical problem. Pretty
2: much everyone has... A bit of time with the old black dog.
1: <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, the black dog. The black dog. I like that. I,
2: maybe that's just in Australia.
1: But they also had this section on how they used to treat mental illness, and they had the implement there with the uh, the lobotomy implement, and it's just no good because the no. idea is like these people are alive and just sort of going around because this guy. And
2: they didn't really know which parts, like which parts of the brain, they were cutting out, did they?
1: No, of course, because they're just literally shoving the end, scrambling it. it. They would just scramble, scramble, (laughs) scramble, literally just scramble, scramble, scramble. Put it out. See what
2: this does. Yeah. Are you better or are (laughs) you worse? Did you hear about the uh, the head transplant?
1: (laughs) Yes, I heard something about it. Are so they doing they're it? They're
2: planning to do it in, I think, like 2017. Like they're so much the, planning to do. They say
1: the guy who's doing it, the doctor, is like a crazy mad scientist. Yeah, doctor. like the
2: human centipede doctor. Yeah, I think it's the same doctor.
1: It's the doctor from the human centipede. It is, I'm Did you sure. see the trailer or the poster for the next one? I
2: th- I just saw like that image. It's of
1: 500 people.
2: 500 people. Yeah, it was very, it was very alarming. This
1: would have to be the last one because from there, what can you do? You just have to go back to your roots and have it be like a two-person human yeah. centipede, and I don't know if you can do that anymore. But
2: also, it's like I don't. I haven't seen any of the movies. I think I read the. I saw the trailer for the first one, and it really haunted me for a long time. Yeah, and I just kept seeing a human centipede in the corner of the room. I was like, it really got into my brain. But the human
1: centipedes aren't the bad guys.
2: No, I know, but it's it's just a horrifying image. But the thing is, if you do five hundred, I mean, that's a big surgical table. How like (laughs) when is the surgery happening? Because. He, like, knocks them out. But you can't knock out 500 people at once. So there's going to be, like, conscious people who are, like, actively getting people sewn onto them. Maybe he doesn't... I assume he knocks them out when he's sewing them together. 100%.
1: He has to because they were in the... I haven't seen any of them but the first one in the preview they wake up. It's just sort of you're right. Lo- it's a logistical nightmare to do a 500. Yeah. you're going
2: to need a really long bed for everyone <laughs> to wake up in. It's
1: also quite unwieldy just yeah. for like getting around.
2: Yeah, you need a very long trolley
1: yeah
2: <laughs> it's not it doesn't it's
1: a very long bet. i he's mean he's
2: gonna need a big staff to help him yeah get this together it's just
1: impractical you have to get a lot of people on board like yeah. if it's a three-person human centipede you can have one other crazy person yeah, exactly. sometimes serial killers will have one other crazy person yeah often if it's 500 happens. you have to convince like a hundred or so other people totally. that this is a good idea
2: totally And the whole time you'd be like I hope he doesn't put me in that human centipede. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's also like if you're doing a 3% human centipede, that's done. If it's 500% human centipede, you have a lot of time to be like, what the fuck am I doing <laughs> with my life? Yeah, that's Is a, this what such I want? a
2: long surgery. It's a long that's surgery. That's going to take, what, week? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, I don't... Quite and at some point you you start cutting corners. You're not doing exactly th- the level of care that you brought to the first three or four people. It's Which not is not happening. Probably to the-
2: just spectacular surgical. Yeah.
1: And there's going to be like highs and lows. Like around like 120, 130, you're probably like this will never end, and then you catch like your second win probably <laughs> around 200. And you're
2: like, I got through so many today. Yeah. This, is, this centipede is really coming together.
1: <laughs> you think it's like when you're writing, you're like, I have to write at least <laughs> a thousand words today. You're like I have to get through 15 segments of my human centipede. Do today. any
2: of the centipedes like really enjoy it? So like, do any of them actually be like, you know what? I kind of like
1: this. <laughs> I'm kind of on board. I
2: feel like just because it, it doesn't feel like there's that much that could happen. The emotional journey of someone who's in a human centipede. Yeah. I just feel like if they're doing a third installment of the series that like at one point someone in the centipede has got to be into it
1: there should be you're right i think i would understand like it's constricting but it's also freeing because for us it's like oh i have to go <laughs> an audition and work and i have Even to we've got
2: to write. i have we to live write. my
1: life yeah with this it's like oh every day i'm just in a human centipede all i
2: gotta do is scurry around
1: all i gotta do is if i don't and what what happens if someone in the middle of it dies
2: i think that happens all isn't that the <laughs> thing that happens all the time with it the must centipede? right
1: <laughs> <laughs> The biggest issue with the human centipede is like people in the middle segments dying.
2: So, isn't that the thing... Have you, have you, you haven't seen any of that? No. But it, I think I read that sort of like so, like obviously, like as a problem with like, uh, you know, uh, poisoning. You know that like there's it's a very it's very hazardous to your health to be in a human centipede.
1: Especially, you're like by the if it's 500 people when you're in the 300s, you're eating the shit of people that has been passed through. About 300 other people. It's
2: pretty rough.
1: I mean, it can't. How. (laughs) It's pretty rough.
2: It's really bad. But I just, I mean, like, sure. But, like, so is the evil doctor who's making the centipede, is he, is part of the joy for him watching the centipede expire? Because surely that's going to be part of the horror is that there's going to be like dead people in the center of the centipede. Well, I
1: think it's one of those things and where so you're like you're going to have a limp, yeah.
2: like a limp belly of the centipede.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know if it's part of the joy. I think it's part of the... Because I
2: feel like he wants like a thriving centipede. I
1: would think so. I think that's the real bummer. It's like when you're doing a huge centipede, like they want a big big undertaking. Yeah. Soon as you're done, you're back to... It's a lot of maintenance. It's a lot of yeah. pulling out the dead bellies and yeah. pulling limp... Yeah.
2: Sewing people. people.
1: I think he's probably bitten off more than he can chew in this one.
2: But he's the kind of guy that dreams big.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. You're nothing if not confident yes. if you're going for a 500-person Because also,
2: from the image I saw of the third one, he seems to have built some kind of facility, which I is reminiscent think, of a... I
1: think they're all prisoners. Yes, it's like a prison camp. They're already existing uh-huh. prisoners. And oh, they're
2: existing like, prisoners.
1: Yes, and I think he's like... Maybe it's like he's like... I have five hundred prisoners and only one plate. How will <laughs> I feed them all? <laughs> and then <laughs> I think that's how it starts. Oh I have one so spoon. Really, it's
2: a compassionate decision.
1: Maybe it's it's just le- it's just an efficiency yeah. thing.
2: You ha you would probably feel do you think it's worse to be at the front?
1: I I would say of a five hundred percent centipede, the f- First spot is the only good spot. It's
2: the only good spot, right? Not that
1: it's great. You'd much it's rather still... not be in a human centipede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any <laughs> kind. No position.
2: But you would kind of be like, ooh, yeah. hmm, I'm a b- the special one. You're
1: also like sort of speaking for the whole centipede. Yes.
2: And it's hard because they can't talk, obviously. Maybe but you, you feel so connected to them.
1: You say, Literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. You think you're writing down like, hey, it's 432's turn to pick what you're eating today. so
2: exactly. Move this up. Because well, they can write, of course. They can write. They're such good writers.
1: They're such.
2: The people in the centipede.
1: I mean, this is, yeah. If
2: it was real and then somehow some centipedes escaped, I bet they would write pretty phenomenal Books like accounts of that. I think traumas. so.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I don't think you're getting out of. I think if you're in a human centipede, you probably. I would not tell anyone.
2: Would you rather have a lobotomy or be in a human centipede?
1: I'd rather have a lobotomy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Way to bring it back into the, to <laughs> no, the X file. Really what a that But so, I think it would be like I would try and hide it, and then a party of people would be like, "Wait, you are in a human centipede." Weren't you? Because you would have some scars and stuff. Yeah,
2: you'd have some pretty telltale scars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'd have human centipede-ass scars <laughs> on your face. Your face looks like there was a butt attached to it <laughs> at some point.
2: I bet there would be, like, some marriages. Don't you think? I <laughs>
1: would think so. Like a World you, of Warcraft yeah, marriage? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you they say, like, if you go through a really horrifying experience with someone, you, like, mm. really bond? Yeah. So, you would be like centipede friends, like you know, like work friends, yeah. but like centipede friends. But then it'd be awkward and if be you like, ran into have them.
2: A and you'd be like, How does he know? Oh, oh he was in my centipede. From the scars. Yeah. She's from the centipede.
1: Would you think it'd be awkward if you ran into one at like a grocery store? Like, yeah, hey! You might not
2: even know some of them because some they of were them. like so far back in the centipede. Who
1: knows 500 people? Exactly. I don't know. I, and then
2: you'd be like, Oh, you, where, where were you? Remember that day it was working? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you think there's probably a Facebook group later yeah. where you people are posting Definitely. once you're out? Definitely. Like, today was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Today was great. I barely thought about the <laughs> week that I was at Human Centipede, the worst week of my life.
2: So are they all uh, men in the centipede? I don't think so. So it's a... it's a, um,
1: So close-minded.
2: Well, just because you said it's a prison, so I thought it might be oh, one Oh, that's a
1: very good point. Maybe you're right. You're right. I think you're right. Um, We should go back to the X-Files because I have to finish in 10 minutes. And I honestly, this has been absolutely fantastic. (laughs) I think us figuring out the logistics of a 500% human centipede. Yeah. I think we really like sort of got to some stuff there. I think so. Yeah.
2: I hope we've given fodder to the screenwriters for a fourth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it should be people who were in the human centipede now trying to yeah, live their the normal aftermath. lives. That the would aftermath. be really fascinating. Yeah, a support group, uh, how people treat them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great um again in this episode there's a part where she's like hey i have a real theory and he goes you should check it out let me know what you find she's doing real investigation an actual lead and he's going to look at photographs yeah um
2: he's just right every time
1: (laughs) he just so every
2: time he's like i'm gonna bunk off work to go meet this loony who's gonna (laughs) tell me about this crazy thing and then it's like oh yeah
1: this one the loony is a lab tech guy but he's like hey uh so, so Scully's doing actual work. Like, hey, we think that this same construction company was there. And there, so it might be a guy because that's because he's like, great. Um, why don't you look at that? Turn that. Make de that. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a howler. <laughs> great. It has six hands. Why does it have six fingers? Um, the
2: graves. And then he runs and then he finds her in the trailer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He rescues her, even yeah. though she's been doing the real work. Yeah. The guy's bad guy's name is Schnau, Schnauz, which I think is a great one. Um, that's a fun little thing. Him on stilts, I thought was very, very scary. That was
2: a truly spooky moment when she was standing there with him, and then he
1: gets Mulder's the call. On the
2: phone, right, and, and she,
1: she turns around in the most suspicious way possible.
2: Yeah, because he's like, oh yeah, he's like, he's very tall. Yeah, he's spookily tall. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, no. And then the eyes start shaking. Sh-
1: shaky kinda. eyes. Yeah, I think he can control it, maybe. Because
2: yeah. then he jumps across the... Uh, it's a great jump. He jumps across that the... That can't be easy. The space.
1: <laughs> he jumps across <laughs> the space. <laughs> yeah, because it's a construction. It's a construction. So, place, so, so I it's I not all done.
2: I, yeah, I don't know where to, what it's that's... It's where the
1: stairs space. would go. Yeah. But the stairs weren't there yet. He
2: leaps across. He's so confident in those stilts.
1: It's also, he escapes the cops quite easily mm-hmm. once he's caught because he's caught like 20 before the end of the episode and i was like oh how's he gonna get out of this one or he's just gonna grab the gun and shoot the guy in the yeah. Head. yeah and that was a,
2: it was sort of scary but also a bit funny the photo of the police guy getting shot no
1: it's a bit funny yeah. it's pretty good it's pretty good the howlers that's good Also, he's trying to protect the women because he thinks that they have howlers in yeah their he heads. thinks
2: he's being quite helpful yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because they've got troubles, right? That's the that's what enroi means. or en- Enroi means ruhe. unrest, yeah. Unrest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely. Like, so he's like killing their... Yeah, I'm scrambling I, that out of your again, brain. Again, it is You're true. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is true that after that, you don't really have to do very much. You're just kind of like, oh, my days are kind of set.
2: My grandfather worked in a uh, mental hospital in the 50s in New Zealand, and part of his job was to hold people down for lobotomies. Oh, no. But it is where my grandparents met. She was also working at the hospital. She wasn't, oh, she wasn't a she wasn't a lobotomized patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <good Lord. laughs> it's this a It's a good story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a it is a great story. It'd be great if it wasn't someone you were related to. Yeah. But did you know him?
2: Well, like, yeah, I did.
1: And did he have the vibe of someone who had held down people for lobotomies?
2: Um, not so much that, but he... He did, uh, it did turn out he was married to another woman. So he was...
1: Uh, <laughs> this guy had a lot going on. He
2: was a bigamist.
1: Oh, my God. And it was a secret?
2: Yeah. Because Both
1: families were secret to the other one?
2: Well, he had married a woman in Ireland and given birth to, they had fathered a child. Then he joined the Second World War fighting for the British, even though the Irish weren't in the Second World War. But he's like, this sounds, I'm going to go do this. So he went and fought in the war. And then after the war, like you could just go wherever you wanted, essentially. They're like, Do you want to go to New Zealand? Do you want to go to Australia? It's really cheap. And he's like, Yes, I do.
1: And what kind of job do I want? Hold on, people, while they get their brains scrambled. (laughs) And have a second family. (laughs) He really got it all done.
2: He did. But so then he went to uh, New Zealand. He started working in this mental hospital. He met my grandmother who was British and she had been in the Air Force. And she also took this like, you know, free, essentially free ticket to New Zealand. Yeah. And then they got married and then they had my dad. But then the police came. And uh, he went to prison. Oh. For for bigamy? Yeah, for bigamy. And his hair turned white. Oh, Uh, But then he got out of prison. Do you think he
1: was dyeing his hair and he just couldn't get (laughs) dyed? That
2: that could be be right. But apparently like the shock of being found out. But that's the thing about the 50s, man. You can don draper your life.
1: Yeah, now people just will Google you. You
2: get Googled. You get Googled. Where is my husband? Oh, he's gone to New Zealand. (laughs)
1: He's got a second family, clearly. And divorce
2: was illegal in Ireland then. So like it wasn't an option to get divorced.
1: That's so fascinating. Yeah. That's so fascinating.
2: Very private personal family story. Is he it? gone? He is gone now. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, the fact that he stole the dentist chair and just the dentist chair, that's very creepy. He oh, had a, yeah. He had an actual dentist chair to use for his like evil lair. That's good. <laughs> that's a great addition to any evil lair. A dentist chair?
2: There's a comedian chair? in uh, the UK who has bought a dentist chair and for himself and he does his own dental work on himself.
1: Mm, what? Yeah. You can do that? No. I you can't, should not do that. I don't that. even cut my hair. Yeah. I barely clip my nails.
2: I clipped my nails today, oh. but
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how excited you got.
2: Well, it, oh, just, it, just it was so today. recent. It was so. It felt very relevant, but not I at hate all it so interesting. Much. Yeah, clipping um, your
1: nails. Um, and then at the end, Scully has a thing where she's like for. To truly pursue monsters, we must understand them. We must may- venture into their minds. Only in doing so do we risk letting them venture into ours. It kind of didn't really tie into anything, but I thought this no. was a fun episode to watch. It was
2: a fun episode to watch, but like, good
1: creepy stuff.
2: That that sort of summation at the end—it felt a bit like um, a high school student was doing, was trying <laughs> to like do like a rousing ending to, to f- an essay or yes. something like that. Yes. But in doing so, we get yeah. to look into ourselves. These. Exactly.
1: Thank you. I think it really, it, <laughs> in conclusion, yeah, <laughs> it definitely had that vibe. Uh, well, I have to um, run. Thank you so much.
2: You're so welcome. Um, Sorry for talking about the human centipede for I so long. I think that was
1: great. Okay. And I think your grandfather story was great. I thought we really got at some stuff here. A lot of great x files Z stuff. doesn't yeah. have to be X-Files. can be x files oh, <laughs> um, uh, Something you want to plug?
2: No. <laughs> all right <laughs>
1: thanks for coming
2: thank you Audio.
0: hey I'm, I'm, jeff ben. I'm ben i'm ben i know i'm, I'm J- <sighs> ben just just do, do it, it. Just do okay i'm sorry i'm sorry uh hey this is ben jeff and thayer and we host a podcast called convince me where we have guests on to try to convince us to get on board with their unique obsessions check out our podcast it's called convince me i'm jeff